All right, let's do this. We're going live in five, four, three. Welcome back to Intrepid Lifestyle. I am your host, Todd Schnick. I'm very much looking forward to this conversation. Uh, When I first connected to this lady and her team, it was pitched to me that this would be an interesting conversation leading into 2016 as we all start going through that process of determining goals for the year and resolutions for the year. There's probably a better way to do that, one that might ultimately yield real success in that endeavor where most of us fail. But I'll be honest with you, uh, the the things that she talks about, the things that she cares about are are subject matter that that are relevant any time of year at any given moment. So uh, I was happy to to have her on the show. I'm joined today by Mary Sue Wallace. She is the founder and CEO of Great Visions Foundation and the author of a 2015 book called Becoming Wise. Mary Sue, welcome to the show. Thank you, Todd. Well, I appreciate you carving out some time to join us. I know you're very busy, and I appreciate you stopping by. Mary Sue, before we get into our really uh, intriguing and important conversation, take a few quick seconds. Tell us a bit about you, your background, and the work that you're out there currently doing. Okay. Well, I'm uh, the Great Visions Foundation is an educational foundation that's working toward helping people to realize their goals and their dreams and become a just a happier life and fulfilled. I'm also an author, and I've written two books, Becoming Wise, A New Hope for Humanity, and Happyism, A Practical Guide to Happiness. With the foundation, what we do is give seminars and guest lunches where we have lunch and a guest speaker, and we do that about once a month here in San Francisco. So anyway, what I teach is metaphysics, which is the study of the mind and consciousness, and how when you focus on what you want, your subconscious mind goes to work and starts looking for that for you, and it'll bring you all kinds of leads and guidance to make those things happen that you're looking for. But what gets in the way is our limiting beliefs that say, no, I can't have it. It's not possible. And that stops the whole process. So what I'm trying to teach is to have people excuse me, focus on their goals and then get rid of their limiting beliefs and pump up their positive energy. And that's my formula for success is focus on your goals and increase your positive energy. And when you do those two things, what you end up doing is realizing your goals. Well, gosh, Mary Sue, I, let me assure you, I, I I had you on my show. I'm spending time with you because I believe in what you're talking about, and I have I have seen it firsthand. In uh, I look at my life in two halves. In the first half, I I I was all about my limiting beliefs, and and in my second half of my life, I, I I've changed my mindset dramatically. And and now, nah, look, I have a long ways to go. 
there's still a lot of the force I have to <laughs> have to figure out how to better leverage for myself. And part of what I'm doing here is, is cheating and getting a little free consulting from someone such as yourself. But let, let's just be perfectly frank. There are an awful lot of people out there who call what you do hooey and they say it's just it's not real it's all it's all this gooey stuff and metaphysical stuff and they don't even know what that word means and they just so immediately write it off and 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 that's therein lies the problem right and that's why there's i interviewed someone just yesterday who cited some statistic that more than 80 percent of people are unhappy in their life and and certainly hate their work and find no value and purpose and meaning and and so the goal here and having you on the show is to begin to, to to engage that conversation and it's always a good time when, to do this when you're coming into a new year I, I, I guess the short answer sort of question to my long-winded ramble there is how do you address the people who just l- listen to what you say and how you describe yourself and say oh it's just a bunch of hocus pocus okay that's a good question First of all, there are different kinds of approaches to the mind. One is linear rational, and those people are usually scientists and mathematicians and accountants and all of that, and they usually won't go for this because they think differently. But then there's another mindset, and that's the intuitive, and it's the person who is listening to their inner voice and looking for leads and guidance, and they understand it immediately because they, they live it. So, I mean, I'm sorry for the people who don't understand it because, in a sense, it's their loss. Or maybe they're fine just the way they are, you know. But for those people who can embrace it, it's a really wonderful way to live because you just put your desires out there and you focus on them and you look for them and you bring them in. And you feel fulfilled and purposeful all the time. So it's a real gift if you can manage it. It's a lot of work. First of all, you have to pay attention to your thoughts and your conversations. You have to hear yourself when you're saying, it's not possible, It'll, or this is just the way life is, and I'm stuck, and I can't go on. I mean, you have to hear that going on before you can start to change it. So the first step is to identify what you want. Write it down as if it's already happened. You want to make it an as-if statement, like, I am happily fulfilled in my job. I love getting up every morning and going to work. And then once you've identified it and stated it as an I am statement, then just start the process of listening to your own conversation internally and externally and find out when you're negating it and then say, stop that and put an affirmation in there. Again, I am happily going to my job every morning. I love my job. So that's how you do it, and it's a process, and it takes years, but it's, it works, so it's worth doing. Well, it does take years, and that scares off a lot of people when they hear that. And and I I will say right now, there's no better time to start this process than right now uh, because it does take a while to kind of figure this out. But when you say pay attention to your thoughts, yeah, I, I think people say, well, look, I, I'm conscious all day long. I I know my thoughts. Well, they're really not. They're 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 not. They they will be in the midst of of a, an activity, whether it's 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 personal, whether it's a work related activity, and they'll think to themselves. Oh, this is just going to be hard, and oh, well, I can't believe my boss assigned this to me, and all that. Well, they're they're building up those limiting beliefs right right then and there. They're they're, but they're not paying attention to the thoughts because 
what, what, what I think you're saying, and, and I urge you to correct me where I, I, I misinterpret this and make it better <laughs> than what I think the way I understand it, is that when you are saying, oh, this is just going to be hard and I'm not happy about this, what you ought to say to yourself is, wait a minute, why, why do, what are you saying? What are you saying? Let's let, stop, reset, re, refocus here and say, okay, this is, this is a challenge. This is exciting. This is an opportunity that if I perform well here, well, then this is a good thing. And, and if I break it down into small, meaningful steps, I can begin to get a handle on it. I mean, am I, am I on the right track there in terms of, of how to pay attention to your thoughts? I mean, I want to talk about how to do that because I believe it's meditation. Uh, but, but am I on the right path there? Yes, you are. That's the daily work. It's like in your job and every in your relationships and everything, all those little things are going to come up. But the big work is to write a, a paragraph that describes your life as you'd ideally like to see it. Like, what job are you in? You don't have to identify the job. You just have to identify the feeling that you have about going to work. Like, I love my work. And then your relationships, you want to put down, you know, what kind of relationship you're looking for and put that in as an as if I'm, in a, I'm enjoying a beautiful romantic relationship with my partner. Every day is, is a wonderful experience. So you have these affirmations that you study. Like during your meditation time, you want to have this little essay and like a paragraph or two. It's your end result essay. You want to bring that out, read it, and then visualize it. And, and affirm it so that that begins to build up in your subconscious mind is that's that's where you're going and then your mind is always looking for those little hints and details in the meantime all these other things will come up and it's important to notice them and try to you know not go down the road of despair but keep in mind your goals but the really important thing and this is the fuel in the tank is positive energy the formula for success is identify the goal plus build up your positive energy. So I have a little statement that says, with awareness, work toward becoming more positive. And that kind of keeps that in your mind. Like if you're despairing and angry or resentful or frustrated, just try to come back and say, I don't want to be that way and I want to get rid of that. You know. And so you try to expunge that stuff from your mind and go back to, some affirmation that'll help you become more positive because positive energy is really what attracts this your goals to you much faster if you're negative you know they're not going to come but that's all you have to do i mean that's that's the key point here before we go to break is is when you and and this is where you say pay attention to your thoughts is when you notice a negative attitude a negative behavior a negative thought you have to say whoa whoa pause time out i don't want to be that i don't want to do that and and yeah. that that admission alone i think is 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 dramatic and powerful and and, and just acknowledge i mean it's how i exercise it i live in atlanta which means i'm dealing with traffic and there's nothing that gets my heart pumping and anger brewing more than just dealing with traffic and then i get angry and i will yell at someone and I'm, and i'll give them the the evil stare and all that and i i have to say to myself why well, don't be that guy stop relax Take a deep Correct. breath. And I mean, that's it's a similar kind of a thing. All right, we'll dive more into this after the break. So Mary Sue Wallace and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. Founded to celebrate the things we prize the most, Sean Minor Wines are delicious, approachable, with expressive flavors, and Sean Minor Wines are a great value for you and your family. 
with a portfolio that includes Sean Minor Wines, Four Bears Wines, and Point North Wines. You can learn more at SeanMinorWines.com. That's SeanMinorWines.com. All right, I am back with Mary Sue Wallace, the author of Becoming Wise and the founder and CEO of the Great Visions Foundation. So Mary Sue, the, one of the first things you said at the top half of the show was you have to focus on what you want and you have to then write down this this statement, this vision statement about the kind of life the kind of life you want to lead, the kind of relationships you want to have. I fear that there's an awful lot of people who when you say, well, what do you want? They don't know how to answer that. And it's really hard to sit down and focus on what you want or to write it down in a meaningful, impactful way if you don't really know where you're going. So so when you come across someone who says, well, I don't really have a good sense of that or, or, or I don't know how to articulate it or – how do you how do you counsel someone who's in that statement? Because none of this matters if you don't know where you want to go. Uh, well, I think everybody knows a little bit, or at least something. I, I mean, they know if they want to have a relationship. They know if they want to have a good job. They know if they want to buy a house or a car or go on a trip. Um, so I would just say start with any any one of those things and just do a little uh, test, like. Write a little paragraph that says, okay, let's say it's going to be a travel experience and you want to go to Paris for Christmas. So you write down on your as-if statement, uh, um, I am enjoying Christmas in Paris. It's beautiful and I'm having a wonderful time. And so now you start, that's all you have to do. So now you start focusing on that. And then pretty soon you'll see things coming up. Oh, here's a trip to Paris that's only $600 round trip. Oh, my gosh, I could do that. Or you'll see, you know, because your subconscious mind is going to have you be in Paris at Christmas, it's going to look everywhere to find clues and ways for you to make that happen. So the only thing about counseling people is that just find one little thing that you want and focus on it and see if it works. It's like you can test it. Even a person who's like more linear, rational, they could test it if they wanted to, if they were open to it. But the intuition brings you all this information. The subconscious mind has access to all consciousness. So anything that's out there, it's possible for the subconscious mind to find out about it and then bring it to you through your intuition. It's kind of like a guidance. So that's that's the way it works. And hopefully everybody has something they want. (laughs) Well, well, of course, everyone does. And either they don't admit it to themselves or they don't understand that what they're aiming towards is actually what we're talking about here. And they maybe think, I mean, what do you say to the guy who's like, all right, Mary Sue, prove it. I want to be a billionaire by next Thursday. I mean, how, how realistic does this have to be? I mean, you talk a lot about genuine truth. I don't know that that's necessarily what you mean by by what I just the example I just gave, but I think no, there's got to be that, that would be ridiculous. I mean, yeah, it has to be reasonable. Like, say, if you lost a limb, you'd say, "I want my arm back." I mean, no, it doesn't work like for those kind of things. It has to be a process. A billionaire by next Thursday is a that's a joke. You know, that wouldn't happen. What you want to do to find your genuine truth is really, first of all, look for places where you're unhappy. So if you've got something in your life that's making you unhappy, then you're not really in touch with your genuine Give me, Give me an example of that, Mary Sue. I want to be sure that those listening know exactly how to do that, because I think, I think there are people that struggle with identifying that, too. Okay. Uh, well, let's say you're gay, 
and you haven't come out. And so you're very unhappy because you're struggling and you don't want anyone to know. Well, if you could find your genuine truth, you could say, I'm gay and I need to come out. And then you start saying, you know, write some paragraph that said, I, have, I am uh, happily living a gay lifestyle and everything is working for me wonderfully. I have so many friends and I'm really, really happy. So you write something. If you have something that you're unhappy about, you have to find out what that is and and stop and you know you have to take it out of your life even if it's gradually because you want to fill in with things that'll make you happy this process never ends right i mean this is you don't sit down and and write in your journal the definition of what your vision of a happy life is and then it just then you're done. I mean, in my view, at least the way I look at it, in, in these kinds of exercises, and I don't know if I like describing it as exercises, but you know what I mean. Processes. I, I processes is better, absolutely. So, but this this is a never this is a never ending process, right? I mean, this is this is work that goes on for the duration of your lifetime, correct? Right. Yes, and I, and, and so then, sorry, to, sorry to interrupt you, but but I want to make it clear that that's but, but that's okay. I mean, that, that's part of the joy of this is is cause when you're doing these things, when you're engaged in these, as you say, processes, that's important, meaningful work. And that alone is satisfying to know because then I think you feel like you have a sense of control about your life and where you're going. Yeah. Yes, right. Uh, and it, it's true. I mean, from the moment you're born to the moment you're, of your death, you have desires. Like whether you want a pizza for lunch or a trip to Paris, you always have desires. So you use this method to help you move more quickly into fulfilling them. You use the method of identifying it, writing it down as if you already have it, visualizing it, affirming it, and getting rid of the negatives that say you can't have it, and then pumping yourself up with positive energy. I don't know quite how it happened in my life. I, I don't ask the question because it happened and it's changed me in a big way. But I I learned the value and the power of meditation and it's changed me dramatically. Now, uh, and my audience is probably sick and tired of me talking about it because every chance I can, whether it's in my interviews or whether it's in my writings, I, I push the idea of learn how to do this. And I think there's a lot of people who are scared by it and intimidated by it and think they have to put on Yanni and sit on a mat and burn incense to do it. No, it's it can be a, a simple process. They can do it in the, on the drive to work. They can do it in the elevator up to their floor. They can they can sit for just a couple of minutes, two minutes, and 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 get begin to get the power of meditation. Now maybe you have a different viewpoint on it than I do, but the idea of slowing down and listening to your thoughts, paying attention to your thoughts, as you say has been world-changing for me. And it's one of those, again, one of those things that I will continue to do and continue to work on because I think you can get better at meditation. And, and I don't want to go to the point of being enlightened, but but I don't, I don't want to go so far there as to intimidate the audience. But we talk about there are some things you can and should do to cultivate the mind. Meditation is one of those. Visualization, affirmation. Talk about that process a bit. Well, meditation is crucial. I mean, because I don't think without meditation, you probably know yourself as well as someone who does meditate. Meditation allows you to listen to what you're thinking. And then you, you get a sense of, you know, and it also allows you to figure out what you want. You know, as you're sitting there quietly, you're contemplating your life and what's going on in it and then what needs changing. And so I think it's most crucial. I, I agree with you completely about that. 
And it doesn't have to be a long, it can be short, and it can be in the drive. You know, like even when you get frustrated on traffic, you'd say, this is a good time for me now to meditate and quiet my mind. So, yeah, it's it's so, so important to meditate. And now, with this little thing about the end result essay, what I suggest is that you pick a time each day for 15 minutes or 10 or 5, whatever, and read that essay and visualize yourself in that condition, you know, in that result that you're that you're trying to get. And so that will start your meditation process if you don't have one, just that visualizing and reading your essay. And then from there, you probably will want to do more meditation because you'll see that you really want to look inside your mind and see what's going on in there because it's it's important. Well, it's so funny to me when I talk to someone about it and they say, well, Todd, I get all these weird random thoughts. I said, yeah, I know. Isn't it great? And they're like, what, 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 that's, that's what's supposed to happen? I said, that's the whole point, because you're listening to your mind. And, and, and yeah, no, there's, there are ways with which you can say, okay, well, now I'm going to focus on my, my breath, or I'm going to focus on, on, on feeling my fanny sitting on, on the chair or on the floor or on the mat or whatever. And, and then, but then you're going to do that, and then your mind will wander, and that's the whole point. But now you're alert to it. Your, your mind is always thinking. Your mind's always wandering. You sometimes you sometimes get so darn busy and wrapped up in your day to day tasks that you don't even realize it. And then people say, "Well, my nose begins to itch." I said, "Your nose always itches. You just mindlessly itch it." But when you're meditating, you're you're paying attention to it. That's the whole point. You're doing it right. Am I am I on the right path? Am I giving them the right advice? Absolutely. There? Yes, you're absolutely on the right path. I mean, it's just that you want to. The same reason for the whole per- process is that the mind is so powerful in bringing to you what your what directions you're giving it. So your conscious mind is the director and it's feeding your subconscious minds with your thoughts about what you want and what you're looking for. And so in meditation you can get the power you engage the power of the mind consciously. You know, otherwise we're randomly just thinking thoughts all day long and it's not that powerful. You have to engage the power of the mind to make it really active. Feed your subconscious mind with these orders. And then it's out there looking while you're asleep or working or whatever else you're doing. It's it's not about just being quiet and you have to follow your breath. I mean, that could happen, too. I mean, that's kind of the Buddhist practices. But my idea is more like listen to what you're saying and see where you're uh, denying yourself results by being negative or saying you can't have them so that you can become more powerful by focusing on what you want because that's the way you're going to get it. Okay. And on that note, we'll wrap. Mary Sue, before I let you go, how can people contact you? Should they have questions? Where can they learn more about your work? And where can they get a copy of Becoming Wise? Okay. You can contact me at MarySueWallace at Yahoo.com. And Becoming Wise is available uh, on Amazon or Barnes & Noble for the Internet. Tate, T-A-T-E Publishing is my publisher. You can buy direct from them. And I wanted to say that Becoming Wise, A New Hope for Humanity is probably you'll need to put the whole title in because I put in Becoming Wise in Amazon, and there's another book by that name. So you need Becoming Wise, A New Hope for Humanity. And uh, that's the way you find it. All right. And you can also search for Mary Sue Wallace on Amazon, and you will find it because I just did that before the interview. So that will work, too. Mary Sue, it was a great pleasure to have you. Thanks uh, for making some time and dropping by. 
I thank you so much, Todd. I enjoyed talking with you. I did as well. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for now. Again, on behalf of my guest, Mary Sue Wallace, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you next time on Intrepid Lifestyle. What you want? What you want?